And welcome to another episode of the Free Thinkers Podcast, the show that believes in free speech, original thought, and desire for truth. Hope everyone is having a wonderful week, and we are back, joined by Dell Murphy. Dell, how are you today, buddy? Man, I'm awesome, Rusty. How are you doing, man? I cannot complain. This has been a great week. It's hot down here in Florida, but what is new? How was your really trip? Hot. You went to New York, New York City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had had a lot of fun. Went and saw Yankees, played the Cubs, and um, went to a Broadway show and ate some good pizza and some bagels, and um, you know, just had a had a good time. So, my son had never never been to a, a bigger city like that, and was just awestruck with the buildings and um, you know just the amount of people and all the type of people that were there. So it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. Did y'all go up in any buildings? Yeah, we actually, so we went to the 9-11 Memorial, um, you know, went all around there. We went to the Empire State Building and actually went um, went up that one to the observatory and walked around there. So that was really cool and just, uh, you know, getting to see the skyline from uh, from up there. So, uh, so yeah, did, you know, did a couple of the, uh, the touristy things, did like a, a double-decker bus tour around the city and um, things like that. So went and saw Grand Central Station and... Um, you know, just did, did all, I think we hit pretty much everything that's on the list of the typical New York. I think the only thing we didn't do was I think the museum of modern art or something is on that list. And I knew he wasn't going to be, you know, interested in that. So pretty much everything else though, we went and went and saw. So it was, it was really cool. And the, the nine 11 Memorial was, uh, was really awesome. Uh, a lot of, a lot of really cool stuff there. And just, uh, just amazing the, um, how peaceful it is around there, how quiet, it is, you know, people just being so respectful. So it was, it was, that was a really cool experience as well. So did you get attacked on the subway or anything like that? No, no. I, um, you know, it was, it, it was a whole lot cheaper than doing an Uber or a taxi. Cause I think it's like, you know, if you just buy a per trip, it's like $2 and 75 cents a person. And so, and you can actually transfer, like if you're going like, we went all the way out to the Bronx for the, um, you know, for the Yankees game. And so you like, you had to transfer, you know, once or twice. And so, but it still only cost you the $2 and 75 cents, as long as you're not getting out of the, uh, you know, of the subway, um, you know, up top. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was really usually crowded. I mean, we weren't trying to go on there at two or three o'clock in the morning, um, you know, when it may have been a little more dangerous. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it was usually pretty, pretty full car. And, you know, it was uh, pretty busy down there. So we didn't have any issues. And there were actually people helping us out like they could tell we weren't from uh, New York. And so like we were trying to look at the maps and stuff and everything, you know, and they'd be like, hey, you need help. Where are you guys trying to get to? you know, and would tell us what trains we needed to take or how we needed to get there or the quickest way. So, you know, there were actually some pretty nice people up there. And so we, uh, we had definitely had a good time. Well, those are the ones that didn't move to Florida, I guess that are still left up there. Right. Cause most of them are right. down here. Um, which is, yeah. which is interesting. Traffic's actually kind of crazy today, but Anyway, we're going back and forth. Glad you had a good trip. Glad you didn't have to, Thanks, uh, buddy. you know, I mean, if you, if you get attacked in the subway, but what do they say? Just let it happen. Just let it happen. Cause you can't, you can't defend yourself. You can't do it. Just let right. it happen. Just give them what they want That's and right. let it happen. Um, so yeah. yeah, we'll go back and forth with a couple stories and this, that, and the other, and kind yeah. of what's on our mind. So go ahead and kick us, kick us off. What do you got? 
So I'm sure you may have seen this, but did you see the dude that just got rescued that was adrift for like three months on the sea um, with him and his dog? No, I did not see that. Three months? You didn't see this? No. Yeah, so the guy left from Mexico. He's from, I can't remember where he's from, but he left from Mexico. He wasn't Mexican, but he left from Mexico and was going somewhere else. And his boat, like they were in a really bad storm, and it knocked out like his all his communications and knocked out his boat, like his motor or whatever, I guess. So they were adrift for almost three months at sea, and they were just rescued. They, they were 1,200 miles from the nearest piece of land, just drifting out in the ocean. And he was just found, and he said they had been surviving on rainwater and raw fish. Wow. Well, no, so, I, I have not heard of regular, that. It was like castaway, you know, type story. Like, and this dude looked like it too. Like he had the longer hair. He had the beard like Tom Hanks had in Castaway. And, uh, and yeah, like he was just out there floating, you know, in the water. And, and it's amazing that he actually got, you know, I mean, that, that's like, you know, a, a needle in a haystack. If you're just out in the middle of the ocean, you know, for somebody to actually find you. But yeah, the dude was just, uh, just floating around and they, him and his dog and they were both okay. You know, he just said he was you know, wanted some good food and was really tired. But other than that, he was okay. Well, if you just eat raw fish, that's really good food. So he, he got his wish. The dog probably loved it. I mean, could you imagine getting raw fish instead of just the dried dog food? That, that dog's probably yeah. the best time ever. That dog was with, it's funny. I just picked this book up. Um, it's back there on the shelf, the heart of the sea. It's about the Essex. When you talk about being adrift. Yeah. That was uh, from the movie. Did you see the movie, The Heart of the Sea? I have not seen that one. It was a great movie. It was a whaling ship that left Nantucket and went out there and got in some really big trouble. Um, It was actually the one where the whale attacked the boat, sank it, and these guys went back in the boat and uh, were adrift for a long, 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 long time. And only a few of them made it back. So, and they went on the island and they ate seagulls and all that other stuff. So it was that was pretty interesting because wow, that would uh, I would much, much, much rather be adrift in a boat than in that little submarine capsule on land. I'll just I'll tell you yeah, that in, in, any day of the week. So that would be that would that would really suck. But so yeah, I'm- he's back. Everything's good. They're both healthy. Yeah. Yeah. They're both, both healthy. Like, I mean, they, they had doctor took his vital signs and everything and said his vital signs were normal. And, uh, you know, he had just lost a bunch of weight and, um, you know, it looked like he had a lot of sun, you know, he had gotten a lot of sun and, uh, but yeah, other than that, he said him and the dog were fine. They have pictures of him and everything. Um, so pretty, pretty cool story. I just seen that today and, you know, thought that was, that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, just surviving for that long out there in the middle of the ocean, just drifting around. Well, that's called a pescatarian diet where all you eat is fish. So yeah, a lot of people actually do that on purpose. And so this guy just did it kind of out of necessity. <laughs> so right. that's, that's, uh, that's not bad. I'm telling you. And, and one of the things that I think is, is interesting is, um, I've been on carnivore for, well, I was on it for about 15 weeks. And then the last week, week and a half, I've, I've been in five states in five weeks and just been traveling all over the place and did really good for the most part. But then I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, cause a lot of people use it as like an elimination diet. So I thought, okay, I'm going to see what I, what I can reintroduce and, and you know, what happens and stuff. And, yeah. um, lit, I mean, going for 13, 14 weeks with no carbs, no sugar. Um, I felt incredible, lost 
20 pounds at my max and just felt like really, really, really good. Um, yeah. So then I started just kind of like, you know, for a day or two, I thought, okay, I'll cheat and whatever. Man, you talk about just lethargic and just blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you, what they tell you is the food pyramid and all that stuff. Do the opposite. Do the 100% opposite of that. And there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of people that I've watched. I've done a lot of research um, on this. And all those studies back in the 60s after Dwight Eisenhower had his heart attack. And then that's right, right there at that moment is when they started pushing the low fat, low cholesterol diet, heart disease mm -hmm. and every, and, um, just really, really bad health has been on the steady increase since then. And the reason is, is because before that, and the only reason I'm saying this is because that, um, you talking about the guy on the boat, he was, that's, yeah. that's super, super healthy. Cause to me, I, I only eat meat. Like that's all I eat. Like yeah. maybe eggs, meat, fish is, is part of that, but beef. I mean, um, I've got two ribeyes down there, uh, marinating and I normally cook one and eat tonight. And then the other one I'll eat tomorrow for lunch, but yeah. only eating meat. People think it's crazy. People think your blood work's going to be off. It's actually pristine. Your, your blood work goes th through the roof. You lose weight. You feel better. You have more focus, mental clarity, energy than you ever had before. So back when the whole Eisenhower thing happened, they started using margarine instead of butter, which that's all that is, is, is these hot, these vegetable seed oils and that kind of thing. Um, you cook with vegetable oil instead of beef tallow. You cook with all, I mean, you're just doing all these things because you want a low fat diet now. So, so people have been, been on that for almost 70 years now that they, that, yeah. they, that they've said this. Now they're reversing that, their study. They're telling you that on their study, there is no correlation between a high saturated fat diet and heart disease. Zero. PubMed just reversed that. So, yeah. But there is, there definitely is between a high sugar diet, between vegetable oil and all that other stuff and heart disease. Before the 60s, like when you look back in the 30s and the 40s, everything was cooked in uh, beef tallow and everybody right. had butter and all this other stuff. And heart disease was very, very, very rare. And so yeah. um, going back to that, it's like whatever they say, do the 180 degree opposite and you're going to be in pristine, good shape. Because again, yeah. they are they're completely rolling this stuff back. And it, it's funny because even... Even like with um, like today, I was talking to you earlier. I, I got an eye exam, and the guy's looking in my eyes and stuff. And he's like, "You measure your cholesterol levels, this, that, and the other." And um, and I kind of made the joke. I said, "Yeah, I hope it's higher." <laughs> and he looked at he looked at me like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, for guys, your cholesterol needs to be higher than what the baseline that they tell you is." And um, because your brain, and there was a, a neurophysicist uh, I was talking to. And he was talking about like he eats six eggs a day fried in butter. And of course, on the new government chart, they say Fruit Loops is healthier for you than eggs. That that's that's on that's <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not I'm not making that up. I promise you. We we covered this a yeah. long time. They say Fruit Loops are healthier than eggs. <laughs> and so, but but like the choline and, and a lot of the, you know, the, the good healthy cholesterol is within, with, within eggs and the protein and that kind of thing. And omega threes, I've been, I've been listening, I was listening to this podcast today talking about omega threes and protein synthesis and all this other stuff. That's just incredible. 
all that to say is that guy stuck in that boat was in the best shape probably of his of his life and the dog too um right i've i you know the the boxers that i had before they both lived to 13 and a half years old which is extremely old for a boxer but i would eat a lot of salmon and i would give them the skin and that had a lot of those good healthy fats in there so i'm 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 convinced that um that that helped them be as healthy as they are because a lot of these you know animals can't even get that in their in their diet so all that to say is um yeah i mean i i think if you if 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 you look at if you look at different and that that was kind of my story is flip flip the script everything they say right. just com completely believe the opposite and, and and again it goes to diet and there's there's a lot of these studies um there's a documentary called fat fiction which is a brilliantly made documentary that i would it's it's free on youtube and we'll, we'll link it at freethinkerspodcast.com but it just kind of goes uh, and it kind of shows you how the big entities and like the sugar industry and the grain industry and all these other stuff set up the food pyramid and what makes them more profitable. And, and it kind of goes through how these vegetable oils that are anytime you go out to eat, everything's fried in these things and it's really bad and it causes inflammation and it causes that, which if you eliminate all that and you eat only meat, you eliminate any instance of inflammation. And, mm. you know, I've had candida in my life. I've had, a leaky gut for some point and that is wiped out. And again, when, when I reverted back, I kind of did it as a test, um, convenience as well, but a test. And now kind of Sunday, I went straight back on hardcore man. And, and it, there was a, you can, you can tell when your, your microbiome and your gut shifting back from processing carbs to processing, you know, fats and burning fat as fuel instead of carbs. And it takes a little bit to get there. Some people take longer than others, but to me, this is a uh, you know day day three, and I can tell that it's we're kind of almost back into the fuel. So, um, you know, and I've dropped already four pounds in three days um, on that. So, wow. uh, yeah. anyway, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool on that. So, yeah, good good job for that guy in the boat to get off. Crazy. Yeah, for sure. What you got? Well, that was one of them. But the other thing is, uh, did you did you see the Republican? Um, candidates and Tucker Carlson, that interview at the summit over the weekend, Friday. No, no. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. And I know most people that watch this podcast have probably heard other podcasts kind of break it down, but um, he interviewed a lot, a lot of uh, the, well, the presidential candidates, except, except Trump, Trump wouldn't come there. Um, he said he had a prior engagement. Uh, I say that in air quotes for those listening, because uh, I think he did a really good job by not coming because uh, cowards can't stand in the ring. And I don't think he can answer the questions based on his record. And I'll, I'll say that to me, I, I will say the guy's been treated horribly. This whole thing. I just got another deal come across the screen that he's probably going to be indicted on the January 6th thing and, or whatever. This is, this is, it, it's a joke, but yeah. um, they had Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, uh, Mike Pence, Asa Hutchinson and Ron DeSantis. Those were the, the ones that were able and, and Vivek Ramaswamy, I think his name is, which he did a phenomenal job, but um, two of them crashed and burned. So Asa Hutchinson, he couldn't defend his bill that talked about transgenderism and that kind of thing. Um, Mike Pence crashed and burned because Tucker called him out on being more interested in Ukraine 
uh, which I've, oh, really? I've deemed the money laundering capital of the world than what's actually going on in the United States. So those two campaigns probably are essentially over. Nikki Haley did a good job, but she wasn't pressed on anything foreign policy wise, which she um, a couple of days ago said that Ukraine should be admitted into NATO, which would be a complete disaster. But um, I, ca I can't remember if it was Thomas. I think it was Thomas Jefferson. He said, free trade with all nations and entangling alliances with none. To me, that's and, and that was the book, um, a, a Foreign Policy, a piece that Ron Paul wrote, which to me, I'm the I thought Ron Paul was a complete nut job, kook and all that other stuff in 2008. And then I bought his books and I read his books and he's the most constitutional person around. So, again, we hitch our wagons and I, know, I think Mike Pence was wanting to hitch his wagon and a couple of these other neocons hitch the wagons to these other countries and get in there. And there's just this, um, when Eisenhower did leave office, he said the, um, the military industrial complex. And I think we, we, you saw how they pulled out of Afghanistan, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. And right. guess what immediately happened? Ukraine. So now we're sending yeah. tanks, we're sending missiles, we're sending all that other stuff. So the military industrial complex is real. It's something that's always been around for a long, long time. A president in his ex exit speech warned us about that, but we're still in that. So um, that was an interesting thing. The Blaze covered that. It wasn't Fox News. It wasn't anybody. They did a really, really good job. I was driving back from uh, Georgia the other day, and I just started playing those. Um, each interview, I didn't see them live, but I played them. And I was, I was pretty impressed with... Um, Ramaswamy Vidic, uh, he was, I think he's moving up in the polls. DeSantis did a really good job. And uh, like I said, Pence and Asa Hutchinson crashed and burned. Um, Tim Scott, he's the black senator from South Carolina. He, yeah. It was funny because he was the first one out, you know. And um, I guess it's the opposite from the back of the bus. He just goes to the front of the bus at this point. But it was, uh, it was pretty interesting because... They had, it was like an interview set, you know, you had a chair here, a chair there. And then Tucker starts asking questions and he gets up and starts walking around the stage <laughs> and Tucker's like, what, 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 what are we going on? You know? So I think it was like, you know, a lot of times when presidential candidates answer questions, they get up and walk right. around, but that's yeah. good when the moderator is like in front of them or something like that. But when it, right. it was kind of weird. So <laughs> I, I, I think someone told him to do that, but you almost have to read the room and, and then go at that point. So yeah. I, uh, but I think honestly, the, the thing that I pull out from all that is we can't put any stinking faith in any of these guys. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge DeSantis fan. I, I think what he's done for us as Floridians is, mm -hmm. is awesome. Um, but man, I think it's time. I mean, you just literally, you, we can't, I think so many of us put our, our hopes in what candidates are going to do. I mean, look at Trump. Now he's saying all what he's going to do if he's back in office. The dude had four years up there. Like, right. why didn't you do it there? Why didn't you? And I, and I understand that this whole Russian collusion thing made, made a big mess. Um, and a lot of times he didn't have the Republican people on board. But yeah, I, th I, th I mean, it's kind of like the old uh, Merle Haggard song, Rainbow Stew. You know, when a president goes to the White House and do does what he says he'll do, yeah. <laughs> that's when we'll be sitting around <laughs> drinking our rainbow stew. <laughs> that song that's right funny. there, Rainbow Stew. That's that's uh yeah. That may be the name of this podcast because Rainbow Stew is is pretty much nice. is pretty much what we're talking about. But yeah, to to me, I'm like, let's just have fun. Let's just live our lives. 
and focus on ourselves, our families, our friends, um, our faith, our communities, because you know what? Getting worried and getting all upset about what's going on up there, it's, it's, the, it's a laser pointer. It's the remote control. I mean, when you see this week, and if you don't think, if you think that this is a nation of law, the last two weeks hopefully has opened your eyes. You've got the DOJ prosecuting people for just complete nonsense. Like they couldn't get Trump on anything other than classified papers, right? Now right. they're trying to prosecute him for some. I don't. I don't even know what. I have. I didn't. I haven't read that p- pending indictment. It's not a l- legit indictment, but it may be coming. You've got text messages. You've got bank accounts. You've got all this stuff about Hunter and Joe Biden getting five to ten million dollars from China. Yeah. Literally yeah. saying, "I'm here with my father. If you don't pay now, blah blah blah." Um, you've got cocaine found. In the White House, and they close yeah. it, saying, "There, there, there's this is over. We don't have surveillance system." So you're telling me I can break into the freaking White House and I'm I'm cool, right? No cameras to see what's going on. No cameras. No, ca- and we can't do fingerprints. We can't do any of this other stuff. And the funniest thing is, I just got on my phone. I hope it's still on there because I I started laughing. Yeah, uh, let's see. Here it is. Police search Las Vegas home in connection with unsolved murder of rapper Tupac. I saw that. <laughs> Tupac. I got that notification. Are you serious? We're digging the we're digging the nineties up now, but they can't find who left cocaine right. in the most secure environment in the world, and they just closed the case. But now they're searching a home to see who killed Tupac. Seven years later, we graduated high school. Then, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's if, crazy. If you think this is a nation of law, you're out of your freaking mind. So to me, you just have to just go by what I have in my hat. Do not comply. Tell I mean, this is the same people that tell you to get an experimental shot now that the the excess mortality rate has is still on the rise for three straight years, right? Now they're walking this stuff back. So they yeah. tell you to have a low, low fat diet, low cholesterol diet. And heart disease rises. They, t- I mean, like seriously, they don't like not one thing. And th- and then when you have what is it, the um, serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which is the like Xanax and all this other stuff, they basically right. say it doesn't work after eighty plus million people are on this stuff. So yeah. again, there there was a guy that my friends with that he's a CIA guy and he's like zero, zero believes zero of what these people say. Nothing like nothing. If they say this is red, believe it's whatever the polar opposite on the color chart is. Yeah. Nothing, nothing. So to me, it's like, Hey, like I said, you know, just build yourself up, you know, work on your health and, and thank God we have areas where we can do alternative research on this. Cause if you believe the food pyramid and fruit loops and all this other stuff, rainbow stew, baby rainbow stew. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think like what you said, it's just, if, if you get so caught up to where you're on Fox news or CNN or MSNBC all day long and just taking that stuff in, um, I was actually had a message at my church a couple of weeks ago where the pastor had talked about that. And he was like, listen, we're coming into election season here. You know, and you, you guys are going to get on Facebook and there are other people on Facebook are going to be arguing about this or that. And he was like, 
you're not going to change anybody's mind. And he said, and who does it matter who's in power? We know who has ultimate authority in our lives. And so he says, you just need to, like what you're saying, work on yourself, care about your family, and just do your best. And don't don't worry about what's going on outside of the world because it's something that you can't ultimately control. So why are you going to let your emotions get out of hand if you can't ultimately control that? So, you know, I think that's um, you know, something good for all of our listeners or viewers to remember is, you know, no matter what happens over the ne- next year, year and a half or so, is that realize that someone else is not ultimately in control of your happiness, you know, that it's you. And so, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your family, you know, and and don't worry about the outside influences, um, you know, just, just do what you need to do for yourself. Yeah, and I think it goes back to what we talked about on the last podcast is what you know, Revelation 21, eight said, as far as, you know, the cowardly, you can't be cowardly. You got to stand up and you got to be bold for what you believe in. You got to be right. You got to, you got to stand up and be strong. You can't just sit back and be passive. Cause I can't, I can't remember what candidate said, but he said, I would rather be free in the grave than alive and a slave. And mm-hmm. to me, I think it's, I think it, I, I think that sets that up because if they try to do the the nonsense they did before again, I did my own research. I did all this other stuff, and so I was like, "No, nah, that that ain't that that's this is this is complete you know hogwash." But we're we're in a place to where, man, we we're just we're so unhappy, we're so drugged, we're so without hope, we're so without anything, and I think a lot of times. We trust people to give us that to where we can generate that from the inside. Right. I mean, right. And, yeah. and, and again, that comes with community. And, and to me, I would say, man, build yourself a community of people you can laugh with that you can do things with that you can go places with because those candidates on TV. And for those of you in the cult, Donald Trump, he ain't going to go anywhere with you. I'm sorry. He's not. And so, it's just, it's, it's kind of crazy, but, and I've always been passionate about politics, but I think the, the, I was listening to, when I was walking the dogs yesterday, I was listening to uh, Ted Cruz's podcast since verdict with Ted Cruz. It was great. And it was the one where he was at turning point USA. And so he took questions from the audience and this one audience member stood up and said, Republicans have been in in, uh, power for six months. Now the, the house, when will people start getting arrested and go to jail? All right. Great question. Cause there's a lot of criminality. There's a lot of just corruption. There's a lot of just nonsense that has gone on on the democratic side. Mm-hmm. And he, and, and, and the reason I like to listen to Ted Cruz, he doesn't always give you the answer you want to hear, but it's the answer that's correct. And he said, per the constitution, the only institution or the branch of government that can prosecute is the executive branch. What's under the executive branch is the department of justice you know, the FBI, this, that, and the other, which, um, uh, obviously that administration is in control of. So that is the stopgap. And I think that that's why the election was rigged. That's why it was stolen. I'm a hundred percent convinced of that because you're going to tell me that Joe Biden got 15 to 17 million more votes than Barry Satoro or Barack Obama. No, I mean, that that's not even close. So, that's a stopgap, and I think all these institutions worked and colluded together, and there's evidence that the FBI, the CIA, and all these institutions were working with big tech to censor certain information, 
working mm-hmm. with in, to, to, to protect that. So they knew that if they could suppress the prosecutorial, prosecutorial arm per the constitution, that they're good because yeah. they know that a lot of stuff happened. Right. So he was saying that, okay, so since that's sealed up, since they can't prosecute, what can the house do? The house can, um, well, they, they can recommend a special prosecutor. He was, he was recommended a special prosecutor for Merrick Garland, the attorney general who lied to Congress, who has, um, prevented certain elements of the investigation into Joe and Hunter Biden and all that other stuff. But he said, the only other thing they can do is to impeach. They can impeach the, um, attorney general. They can impeach, uh, Biden. I won't call him the president because I think he's illegitimate, but they can impeach him. So if the impeachment passes there, guess who controls the Senate? The Democrats. So you have to get two thirds in the Senate. That's never going to happen. You won't even get one. So basically it's like, it's, it's, it's a no sum win at that point it's over. So, and I think that's a lot of the, 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 the the reason they're not even doing that is because they know they don't have the numbers. And even if, even if all this other stuff came out and they actually showed the evidence of the bank accounts and stuff, Democrats still would not go for it. They, they just simply wouldn't. And um, it's, it's kind of like the whole thing with the cocaine in the White House. If that happened under Trump, these people would lose their minds. Their heads would explode. And mm-hmm. now they're just like, ah, oh, it's not a big deal. I mean, this is a conspiracy theory, this, that, and the other. And it's like, all right, cool, whatever you guys think. So I think a lot of people need to, like, put the hopes down. Because a lot of people put their hopes in to justice, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be delivered. And I think you have a lot. I think you have the flip side and I'm not a fan of Trump, but I think that it's just complete um, witch hunt. I really do. And I think it's, um, yeah. I think what they're charging him with is just an absolute disaster. But anyway, um, yeah, I guess that's my thing is it's just like, you know, I've, I've just come to the realization that I still listen to a little bit of that stuff, but man, it's, there's a lot of times where you, if, if you, if you budget your time and you, actually write down the amount per day that you attribute to certain elements. How much do you attribute to building your self? How much do you mm-hmm. attribute to building your faith? How much do you attribute to building your family and how much do you attribute to building your fear? And when I say the fear, that's got to be politics. That's the crazy stuff going on in the world. That's all this other stuff that we have zero control of, but we're riding the roller coaster of emotions up and down. And yep. Um, I think anytime we hear something, it's crazy. So that's kind of, that's to me, man, sit back, have fun, enjoy the greater things in life. And, you know, again, it's to those that are in business and business owners work in your business. I mean, if you, if we just took, took the block from the fear and divided it up evenly into all those other things, would your life be better? Yeah, absolutely. I think it would. I think it would. And yeah. again, um, not Matt Foley over here. But uh, <laughs> in a van down by the river, van down by the river. But man, I'm telling you, I just a lot of times you got to fast from that stuff too. You know, I've taken, yeah, I've taken, uh, I've taken fast from listening to a lot of that stuff. Go up to Georgia and just start working with your hands. I, you know, build some stuff. And last time I went up there, turned the air conditioner on, and it just didn't cool down. I'm like, what the heck? So I put my feet over a couple of the vents, and nothing was coming out the vents. I'm like, what in the world? So I, you know, army crawl under the house. 
and some animal had went and destroyed a couple of the ducks under there. So get on YouTube and I become, you know, air conditioned rusty over here, man. Rusty's Rusty's <laughs> AC repair and got under there and fixed it. And it's great, but that's a great thing. Like I was able to get my mind working on something else and, and learning yeah. a new skill and, and just, I, I love to do that. And to me, I'm, my whole theory on that is, is do it. If you screw it up, there's somebody else that can fix it, but Hey, at least you tried and yeah. telling you, thank God I got on YouTube and looked at a couple of things and did it, learned, learned some tricks, made it happen. And now, um, it's good to go. So, yeah. So what, what do you think about all that, man? Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, it's just, I think we need to take, take that block that we're using right now for that fear and, you know, taking in all the news and the media and, you know, getting us either angry or hyped up about, you know, 2024 and what could happen and this and that, and put that focus somewhere else on something that's actually going to, you know, make a difference in the world around us. Because I think that's where we can, the, the difference is going to happen is if, if we make a difference in our own circles that we have control over instead of being so, consumed by these things that we don't have control over that are so far away that there's nothing that we can do. So instead work within your, your circle of influence, whether it's friends, family, whatever it may be, and be a servant, you know, and be out there and help the world be a better place for your little portion of it. Um, and so, you know, and that kind of goes into one of the other things I was going to talk about is, you know, um, the best way to start your day, like best way to start your morning. And I know we've kind of talked about this where there's a book and there's a podcast, um, that a guy named Hal Elrod has done and called the miracle morning mm -hmm. and, you know, just getting up and actually having, um, I think it's savers is the name of the acronym of, you know, going through and just a different way to start your day. And, you know, um, you know, my dad, the other day I was over at his house and he was showing me, he had, I mean, it was a stack of six or seven books cause he just had to order some more of gratitude of, of, of journals where he sits down and writes every day stuff that he's thankful for. And like, I, and I had no idea that, that he had been doing it, you know? And he was like, yeah, I just had to order this, see these books, they're full of stuff, you know? And he showed me one of them, showed me the stuff he was writing, you know? And it's so important every day for us to sit and instead of focusing on the fear and instead of focusing on the what ifs of the world that can consume us is be grateful, like be grateful for all the little things in life, be grateful for family, be grateful for friends, be grateful for the country that we live in, that we still get to have a say, you know, um, hopefully in, you know, in what direction we want to take it and in our leaders and, you know, just be grateful in life, you know, because it, it, when you compare yourself to the vast majority of the world, man, we've got it so good. I mean, we have just got it so good. I mean, you've been yeah. to, you know, the thing where you did the trash mountain, our church just got back from going um, down to Honduras and, you know, seeing how some of these people, you know, in 2023 are living in cardboard boxes and you know how hot it is outside. And these people have no air conditioning, you know, they're having church outside under a tree you know, they have no building. And um, so, I mean, it's it's just, we need to be more grateful, uh, you know, just as a society and just, and, and us as individuals is just take that realization and, you know, and, and it'll open up your eyes to go, you know what, I don't need to be so worried and so scared and so fearful and then just depressed about everything else that's going on. 
just whenever you realize all the good things that you have that are actually happening in life. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I, th I think, um, Les Brown, I know we've, we've quoted him on here before, but he talked about what's the only body of water that has an inlet, but doesn't have an outlet. And that's the dead sea. Nothing lives mm -hmm. in it. Nothing yeah. lives in it. It just takes and takes and takes and all that. It doesn't give out. Right. So right. by taking no life happens in there. And I think that happens yeah. in our life because we're just full of consumption and we want what we want. And, yeah. um, you know, on all, all sides of life. And I think once you make an outlet in your life, whether, and, and that's to be like you talk about serving or having a lifestyle of giving or something of that sort, mm -hmm. then life starts to flow through and abundance starts to happen. And, yeah. and that was kind of, um, I haven't seen the movie. Um, what's, what's the, um, What's what's the, the the movie out about the sex trafficking? I can't remember. Sound that. of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. I haven't seen that yet. Um, kind of have maybe P, P, PTSD seeing it because we we were in the middle of a lot of that stuff, man. I mean, there was uh, like in Cambodia, like we we went to do an interview with this fourteen year old girl, and when she was nine years old, she um, had to be with nine men a night. This is, this is a nine-year-old girl, right? Um, but she, she was telling her story and she had the most amazing smile on her face, which we were all sitting there, you know, I'm behind the camera and it's just like, you're just in shock. You're numb and was telling stories of, she was, um, in this, she was with this one guy and was able to break free and ran down into the street and saw a police officer and ran up to the police officer and knocked on the door of the police officer and, and said, you know, what she escaped, can they help her and everything like that? Well, the police officer was being paid by these other comp these people. So they took mm -hmm. her back to that person and they put her like in a closet with defanged snakes for two straight days that would strike at her and everything like that to psychologically um, program her to never do that again. Never run away. Oh never run gosh. away again for two straight days. And so these, these are, these are things to me that this is why you see the media coming out as hard as they are against it. Cause these are the people in it. I've been to places where they say the United States funds this around the world and it's getting mm -hmm. closer now because it used to be in Asia, but now it's closer in, all, in a lot of these other things, but there are tens of thousands of sex slaves right now in this country, in this country right now. And you, and they're, sometimes they're found sometimes, you know, you just never know. Um, I was at Walmart the other day and they have the whole missing persons thing up there on the wall. And I just kind of looked at it and I'm like, you know, back when we were kids, it was on the milk cartons. It was a kind of a bigger mm -hmm. deal. And now it's just like, let's just brush them under the rug. But yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's, um, there's places I've been, there's things I've seen, there's stories I've heard that will just, it would rock your life. And I think that some of those th things I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still involved in, in a distance, but it'd be awesome to get back into it. Um, you know, a little bit more, but I've, I've been there, man. I've, I've been in Cambodia where people live in the edge of trash dumps and, and, um, and you walk through there and they don't know what they don't have. They, they, they literally right. don't like they're, they play in trash and they think it's funny. There was a, there was, yeah. um, you know, one of these stories that just, I'll, I'll never forget. 
is we walked up to this trash dump in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, which is what uh, National Geographic described as the closest place to hell on earth because it was just fires and just it was just it was it was pretty rough. And we're out there and, it's, and it was it was peacefully quiet. It wasn't like in an active part, but we were walking kind of next to a village. And all of a sudden you hear this kid yell and he was yelling at us. Um, not like in a bad way, but just, he was excited to see us. <laughs> and right. so he was, you know, like waving. And I, I didn't know his language. He didn't know mine, but we communicated, you know, through hand gestures and we're sitting there watching him. And he did like this whole, like this gesture to wait a minute. And he runs up the side of this trash hill and um, gets to the top of the hill and pulls up this piece of plastic and I'm like, what is he doing? He sits in, it's, this, this is an old plastic car bumper, like the front car bumper. He sits yeah. in it and just sleds down the side of the tra trash hill. Oh <laughs> and trash dump? Yeah, he's sledding down in a car bumper. He hits the bottom and it was a pretty good bust. I mean, it was like, <laughs> it, was, it was a Johnny Knoxville level bust. I mean, like head over yeah. feet and everything. And I'm like, oh man, this kid got hurt. I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at him and he gets up and he goes, yeah, he just puts his hands up in the air. And, uh, but it was, it was so cool. Cause he had no, he didn't know he was supposed to have an Xbox. He didn't know he was supposed to have a computer. Right. He was just having fun. And I, I just, I remember walking through the village and everything like that and just seeing these little kids and they're smiling. They don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they don't have yeah. and that kind of thing. But yeah. I think it's cool for us to be able to to go and serve and be part of something that if we don't act, it, it truly affects people's lives. I mean, we've, we've been in places to where if we didn't do something, people may not make it or other things would happen. And so, um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's definitely, if you get involved in something like that, all these cares of who your next president, all these cares of all this other stuff is going to fade away. And I think that to me, when you discover what real authentic faith is, that changes the game. Because when you're around these little kids and they're praying that they can eat that night, they're praying that their family won't sexually abuse them that night. They're praying that they, um, you, you know, that their mom won't get murdered or raped. Or, I mean, these are legitimate things I've heard. Yeah. And to have faith for that. And then you come back here and it's like, okay, God, we need a bigger house or we need a better car or we need something like that, which I'm not saying that that's bad, but I'm saying when you get around the authentic, sometimes it changes yeah. your perspective of what that really, really, really means. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think if you just, if you become like an outlet and just allow yourself to give, and again, you don't have to go across the world to do that. There's plenty of the stuff here. And, um, right. and, and again, that that's, it's kind of fun because I'm, I travel with a lot of these, you know, guys in agriculture and all that other stuff. And it's like, you know, when we sit down at the table, we're talking, you know, they always bring certain stuff, things up. And some of these stories I've been able to share. And it's really cool because a lot of them just keep asking questions. And I think they're challenged and they just really, they, I think we live in a society right now that if you don't have a hundred thousand followers, if you're not an influencer, if you can't change things in mass, it's not worth to do anything at all. Mm -hmm. And I, to me, it's like, you know, when, when 
Jesus left the 99 and went after the one, I think that's almost kind of what we need to, to, to kind of think in terms of is because we're the one, right? We're, we're, we're the one that yeah, maybe he exactly. left the 99 to come after. And if he didn't do right. that for us, where would we be at this point? So yeah. I, th I think that that's kind of, we have to think of ourselves as we're the one that he came after. Let's go after, let, let's, let's do something and go after other people too. Maybe on a small scale, maybe, maybe you have the opportunity to have a large scale influence, but maybe you don't. Right. But even if you don't, you can still do something, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like we just talked about just making a difference where you're at and trying to be a part of something bigger than your own, just little bubble, you know, about yourself and your wants and desires and whether that's politics or whatever that may be is just, just getting outside of yourself and, and, uh, you know, just becoming a part of something greater, I think is, uh, one of definitely one of the keys to, uh, to true joy in life because, you know, happiness is going to come and go based on circumstances. But I think, you know, true joy is going to be found in your relationships that we have, you know, in our faith and in serving is where true joy is going to come from. Um, so I, you know, definitely, uh, you know, hope that everybody, uh, you know, just tries that out, just, you know, just try it out and, and see, and I promise you'll feel so much better than focusing on a lot of these things you can't control and focusing on just your own little world. Um, you know, you'll definitely, definitely feel a whole lot better. For sure. And, and I was thinking about fear. Um, I remember being on an airplane with you. When we, were coming, <laughs> when we were coming back <laughs> from Venezuela and I don't think God's been part, petitioned that much to keep an airplane in the air. That was, that was pretty good. I trust me. He, he heard my prayers. He did. The pilots heard them. And that was before nine yeah. 11, because if that was after nine 11, we probably um, would have had some marshals on that plane that would have put you down. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna have a meltdown. So I, I was already scared of flying. Before tell that, that story. Tell then, that story real quick. That's a good story right there. Oh man. So yeah, we went. Our you know, uh, Rusty and I went to a Christian school here locally and graduated together. And so for our senior trip, we always go and do a missions trip. So we're going on this plane, and this is coming back from our missions trip that we have been down there for a week. And, um, you know, at some point we hit an air pocket or air bubble or something. I don't know what it was, but I mean, it felt, I mean, it, it felt like it was a thousand feet or so that that plane dropped. Like, I mean, it was just all of a sudden, it was not just normal turbulence. It like was going it was up and down a, pretty good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, um, and so, and I think what, what was I singing Jesus loves me or what was I, what was I doing? Or did I say, dear Jesus or you something? Were, you were, you were singing and you were calling his name out loud. <laughs> there's been a couple of instances because I, oh. I get them confused because then there's another one where I went with my family whenever I was about 12 or 13 and we went to the Grand Canyon and my dad had us get in one of the little puddle jumper planes and had them show us the Grand Canyon and at one point he told the pilot hey I'd like to see that closer like down in, in the canyon <laughs> and the pilot literally just comes down like this and like my mom is sitting back there, you know, we're Pentecostal. So she was probably speaking in tongues and I'm sitting back there holding on to things. And like, I'm singing, Jesus loves me, you know, and my dad's just laughing. My brother, he's like eight or nine. He's loving it. You know, he's just laughing. And man, so yeah, I get, I get those two stories. Uh, you know, thankfully on my trip to New York, there was no such, uh, turbulence. So my son didn't have to see me 
lose <laughs> lose all control oh, on man. a plane. Well, I think so, they're almost combined. I think you had the same repertoire as you did in the first one, but it, it was a pretty bad thing. I remember sitting next to Janice, and I think I still have fin fingernail marks on my arm from back in the 90s where she was grabbing my arm because of that. Because it, it was pretty good, but to me, I wasn't as scared because I was so excited listening to you in the back of the plane. <laughs> it made for uh, a good story. It, it was it was awesome, story. man. It was awesome. So that's a good thing. You have a little you have a little uh, little fun like that, and you remember those for the rest of your life. So for sure. Anyway, well, that's that's all I have, man. So you got anything else? Yeah, me too, man. No, that was uh, definitely good. So enjoyed it, and good being back on. And uh, hopefully, everybody. I know we're a couple weeks past, but hopefully, everybody enjoyed the Fourth of July and. We'll be back on here hopefully next week and get some more content out for you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, until next time, we invite everybody to go to freethinkerspodcast.com, sign up for email and text alerts, and uh, sign up for us wherever podcasts are, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all that other jazz. So anyway, until next time, we hope everyone has a wonderful week. Um, Email us, Rusty at freethinkerspodcast.com. If you have any questions on how to get involved in a local level or anything like that, we're happy to help um, put you in contact with any organizations or anything like that that could help. So uh, like Dell said, just get involved. It's a challenge. Do it. We'd love to hear how that changes your life and the lives of others. So until next time, have a good week. Love you all.